ready for a fright? Can you handle a scare? This is your home for all things horror. <laughs> Welcome to the Deadline Podcast with your host, Jay. Welcome to another episode of True Crime with Deadline. It is Monday. Uh, I hope everyone is having an awesome day. I hope everyone had an awesome weekend. Um, So today we're going to go back a little bit. We're going to go back into the 1800s with uh, supposedly America's very first serial killer, which is H.H. Holmes. Uh, Before we get into that, um, just a couple of things. Uh, first of all, I just want to say thank you. This last month, we actually hit a record on downloads for the podcast itself, so that's a good thing. And um, and yeah, I, I, uh, I appreciate it. I thank you a lot for all the downloads. Um, it's steadily growing every single month. Let's see if we can smash the downloads that we got uh, this last month, and um, just make sure you know. I'm always on Twitter at deadline underscore pod, and you can find all the links down in the description. Anyway, so with this story in particular, if you actually look up H.H. Holmes, uh, there's many websites from Murderpedia to Wikipedia, all of them, they're all pretty much identical. Uh, when it comes to the script itself. So therefore, there's not just one website that I'm going to credit. It's all of them. Because like I said, they're all pretty much identical. (laughs) But anyway, let's get straight into this case. It's not that long, but it is an oldie, but it's a goodie. So let's get straight into this. In 1861, Herman Webster Mudgett was born in in New Hampshire. It is said that at an early age he was fascinated with skeletons and soon became obsessed with death. It may have been his interest that led him to pursue medicine. After graduating high school at 16, Mudgett changed his name to Henry Howard Holmes, and later in life he would be known as H.H. Holmes. Holmes studied medicine at a small school in Vermont before being being accepted into the University of Michigan Medical School. While enrolled in medical school, Holmes stole cadavers from the laboratory, burned and disfigured them, and then planted the bodies, making it look as if they had been killed in an accident. The scandal behind it was that Holmes would take out insurance policies on these people before planting the bodies and would collect money once the bodies were discovered. In 1884, Holmes passed his medical exams and in uh, 1885, he moved to Chicago where he got a job working at a pharmacy under the alias Dr. Henry H. Holmes. When the owner of the drugstore passed away, he left his wife to take over the responsibilities of the store. However, Holmes convinced the the widow to let him buy the store. The widow soon went missing and was never seen again. 
Holmes claimed that she moved to California, but this could never be verified. After Holmes had become the uh, had become the owner of the drugstore, he purchased an emptied uh, empty lot across the street. He designed and built a three-story hotel, which the neighborhood called the Castle. During its 1889 construction, Holmes hired and fired several construction crews so that no one would have a clear idea of what he was doing. He was designing a murder castle. After construction was complete in 1891, Holmes placed ads in the newspaper offering jobs for young women and advertised the castle as a place of lodging. He also placed ads presenting himself as a wealthy man looking for a wife. <clears throat> All of Holmes' employees, hotel guests, fiancés, and wives were, re were required to have life insurance policies. Holmes paid the premiums as long as they listened, listed him as a, a beneficiary. Most of his fiancés and wives would suddenly disappear, as did many of his employees and guests. People in the neighborhood would eventually report, eventually reported that they saw women enter the castle, but never see them exit. In 1893, Chicago was given the honor to, of hosting the World's Fair a culture and social event to celebrate the 400th anniversary of Columbus, Discovery of America. The event was scheduled from May to October and attracted millions of people from all over the world. When Holmes heard that the World, uh, World's Fair was coming to Chicago, he looked at it as an opportunity. He knew many visitors would be searching for lodging near the fair and believed many of them would be women whom he could easily seduce into staying at his hotel. After being lured into the hotel, many of these out-of-town visitors would never be seen again. The first, uh, the first floor of the castle had several stories. The two upper levels contained Holmes' office and over a hundred rooms that were used as living quarters. Some of these rooms were soundproof and contained gas lines so that Holmes could basically suffocate these people uh, and pretty much do it whenever he felt like it. Throughout the building, there were trap doors, peepholes, stairways that led to nowhere and chutes that led into the basement. The basement was design, designed as Holmes' own lab. It had a dissecting table, stretching rack, and a crematory. Sometimes he would send the bodies down the chute, dissect them, strip them of the flesh, and sell them as human skeleton models to medical schools. In other cases, he would choose to cre cremate or place the bodies onto pits of acid. Through it all, Holmes traveled throughout the U.S. committing insurance scams with his accomplice Benjamin Pitzel. Once the World's Fair had ended, Chicago's economy was in a slump. Therefore, Holmes abandoned the castle and focused on insurance scams, committing random murders along the way. 
during this time, Holmes stole horses from Texas, shipped them to St. Louis, and sold them, making a fortune. He was arrested for this swindle and sent to jail. While in jail, he con uh, concocted a new insurance scam with his cellmate, Marion Hedgepath. Holmes said that he would take out an insurance policy for $10,000, fake his own death, and then provide Hedgepath with $500 in exchange for a lawyer who could help him if any problems arose. Once Holmes was released from jail on bail, he attempted his plan. However, the insurance company was suspicious and did not pay him. Holmes then decided to attempt a similar plan in Philadelphia. This time, he would have Benjamin fake his own death. However, during the scam, Holmes actually killed Benjamin and collected the money for himself. In 1894, Marion Hedgepath, Hedgepath, who was angry that he did not receive any money in the initial scam, told police about the scam Holmes had planned. The police tracked Holmes, finally catching up to him in Boston, where they arrested him and held him on an outstanding warrant for the Texas horse swindle. At the time of his arrest, Holmes appeared as if he was prepared to flee the country and police became suspicious of him. Chicago police investigated Holmes, uh, Holmes Castle, where they discovered his strange and efficient methods of committing torturous murders. Many of the bodies they located were so badly dismembered and decomposed that it was hard for them to determine exactly how many bodies there really were. The police investigation spread through Chicago, Indianapolis, and Toronto. While conducting their investigation in Toronto, police discovered the bodies of the Pitzel children who had gone missing sometime during Holmes' insurance fraud spree, linking Holmes to their murders. Police arrested him, and he was convicted of their murders. He also confessed to 28 other murders. However, through investigations and missing persons report, it is believed that Holmes is responsible for up to 200 murders. In May 1896, one of the America's first serial killers, H. H. Holmes, was hanged. The castle was remodeled as an attraction and named the Holmes Horror Castle. However, it burned to the ground shortly before its opening. And that's pretty much it on that case. Um, now, it was a short one. I apologize, but I just had to add this to the episodes. Uh, I did come across something else and um, about this. I didn't add it into it because I didn't really think there was any just cause for it. But <clears throat> when I first heard about this, you know, I was like, I wonder if that has anything to, to do with Sherlock Holmes. Somehow, supposedly, they're linked somehow. I could be wrong, but that's what I came across when I was reading about it or looking up stuff about it, about him in general. I don't know if 
he was fascinated with Sherlock Holmes, and that's why he um, he chose that particular last name or what. But anyways, it is what it is. And um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much it for that. Like I said, that was a pretty short one. I apologize, but I just. I mean, that pretty much sums up the entire story about him. I wish there was a way I could have dragged it out, but it's not. Uh, we are going to do some more. Uh, <clears throat> so, like, next week, I've already got a whole line of new ones that are coming out. Uh, one that we're going to be covering next week, which uh, is in New Zealand, Daniel Richard Cooper. Uh, the following week, we're going to go with uh, Thomas Neil Cream. Yeah, I know that sounds weird. Uh, and the uh, next one, I think, just happened. Um, I might change them up. But anyway, one that we're going to cover as well is by the name of Chris Watts. Uh, that's actually a recent one, I think, within the last year or so. We're going to cover some him of him and go in more into depth about Chris Watts as a, in general. Uh, anyways, uh, I think that's pretty much it. Like again, I'm sorry. This is actually short episode for today. Um, I really wanted to go into this one just to have it. Um, but anyways, so make sure you follow me on social media, which is only Twitter. I'm always on there. If you have any ideas for a specific case that you want you'd like to hear uh, please let me know either comment on wherever you're listening to the podcast or on Twitter uh, you can always catch me on there you can hit me up in the DMs if you want to uh, my DMs are always open so you can catch me on there um, any ideas whatsoever I'm always open for suggestions uh, other than that I think that's pretty much it for today guys I appreciate you um, Thank you for listening to Deadline. I'm your host, Jay. Hope to see you next Monday. We're out.